It's the lowdown, hour number two. Jason Gregory coming up at three o'clock. We're going to talk quite a bit of Oilers. We've got some NHL rumors for you. Going to riff off something Jason Gregory said yesterday. And maybe do lines and pairings. Because I feel like it. I'm in the mood. I'm itching to do that. I mean, we haven't done it in 11 minutes. So let's go ahead and do that. Joined now by Bagged Milk from Oilers Nation. And we've been talking about your actual real name. Is that known or are you just like, that's somebody uh, that you, you you keep in a private vault somewhere? I'm like a rapper, Al. Okay. I'm like, uh, I have my, my stage name is what I go by for things like this. So I guess to answer the question, yeah, the real name would be in the vault, tucked away in another vault, in another vault, buried underground. Love it. So when you called your parents and said, hey, I got a gig, but I'm going to be called Bag Milk, was there laughter from dad and uh, oh dear from mom? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, my dad had a very traditional kind of, uh, he was an engineer by trade. So the fact that I was going around doing the little blogging thing and podcasting thing and calling myself by a pseudonym was very, very foreign to him. Did not understand. So yeah, there was laughter. There was confusion. There was bewilderment. There was kind of all of the the range of emotions a parent could feel when somebody does something kind of out of left field like I did yeah. in terms of uh, a career choice. Did, did your dad talk to you about a backup plan? Because I got that every day for 50 years. 100%. He talked no. about a backup plan. He just says, are you maintaining a relationship with the old job you quit? Just in case you have to go hat in hand and go back and this thing doesn't work. And, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to read about the Oilers on the Internet. Are you sure that's a thing? Did, did you hear the words that I heard, too, which is you can't move back home? Did you get that? I did get the, if you come back home, the rent is going to be expensive. So it's going to kind of make it on your own, figure out a way to work it out, or you're going to have to live in the car. Yeah, we're done with you. How's the dog? The dog's doing great. Frank is getting ready for another season of Frank's Picks. As we know, he likes to choose the winners on the game on a very much a money line kind of play. So he's getting ready. He's training. He's been training for the last few months, getting set to go for the preview. Do you, and I, this is a dumb question, but it's what I want to know, so I'm going to ask it. When you, you, what you, for those who haven't seen it, you set up the, the opposition team and their logo and then the Oilers logo, and you have a little treat on each of them, and Frank yeah. get, ends up getting both of them. But do you, is there a way that, like, does Frank lean a little left, lean a little right? Does what, what, is there, or is he just like totally random Frank? I've been asked this question so many times, and I've actually done episodes of Frank's picks with other people in the room just to show them that there's no trickery on my part. I just set it up and I wait, I do my little spiel, and when I give him his trigger word, which is go ahead, you know, he waits like a patient boy until I say go ahead, he just, he'll just pick one. And I've had accusations of cheating for over the last, we're going into five years doing this now, yeah. of cheating. Do I spray something on the Oilers logo? Is it because there's a different kind of paper? Anything in between. I've been, I've been accused of trickery, but my dog is a purist. He only picks what he feels, and uh, that whether that's left or right, it does not matter to him. What people really want to know is that he is loved 24-7, not just when the camera's on him. Always. He is a very spoiled boy. The treats are endless. The walks are endless. The pets are endless. He is basically, uh, he monopolizes my entire day. Well, so that is I, awesome. I get to work 15 minutes around the 23 hours that he needs attention. So let's talk Oilers bagged milk from Oilers yes. Nation. And it goes like this. I think Ekholm is a big deal. And he was acquired at the deadline, so it wasn't a summer transaction. Uh, they did lose some players. Uh, and they brought in Connor Brown. Are they better than they were a year ago, in your opinion? 
I think they are better than a year ago. I think that as much as I loved Kyler Yamamoto and the style of play he had, I mean, you know this, Ali, he was a dog on a bone on the ice, and there's a lot to like about a player like that. I do think Connor Brown is an up, upgrade in terms of what he's going to provide on the score sheet uh, for the Oilers, provide that he can stay healthy, of course, and then having the full year of Matthias Ekholm kind of guiding Evan Bouchard and helping him along and teaching him the, the finer points of the defensive side of the puck, I think is going to be hugely beneficial. And I also think having Matthias Ekholm around all season is going to help Darnell Nurse not feel like he has to do quite so much when he's out there. And I think that's going to be hugely valuable. Fewer minutes for a bunch of guys. You've got another stud on the left side in Ekholm that can play a shutdown style. He's got a little bit of offense, as we saw in his tenure with the Oilers last year. And I think that he's going to be a calming effect throughout the lineup. So I do think they're better. I don't think it's by a wide margin, but I do think they're better. I'd also bet on a guy like Jack Campbell to raise his floor from being in the 885 goaltender he was last year up towards more of kind of his career norms. So per 82 games during his career, Connor Brown has 16 goals, 42 points on average per 82. Mm-hmm. So what does he have to do to, to raise your eyebrow, your, your Spockian uh, uh, bagged milk eyebrow? Is 20 goals enough or would 25? He could take off because he's going to be playing with a skill center. What's your line in the sand for Connor Brown to impress you? I think that if he hits 20 goals and he can stay healthy and he can contribute in a positive uh, in a positive way, whether or not he's putting points up on the scoreboard, I think that's going to be hugely beneficial. But like you said, he's going to have the opportunity to play with a very good centerman, a very good skilled centerman. And I think I could see his points total shooting up. I mean, Zach Hyman's points total shot up coming over from Toronto because of the opportunity he has to play alongside Connor or Leon. And I fully expect... Connor Brown to kind of have the same lift but if he gets to 20 goals I'm going to be pumped if he if he exceeds that that's all gravy that's more cherries on the Sunday, and I think we can all enjoy that are you concerned about Evander Kane it's still apparently the 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 hand is not 100% but it's he said he can do everything uh and apparently it's like it's an it's an 18 month injury or at least a year so are you concerned about that area or do you think he'll come back he scored when he came back the, the the outscoring wasn't there. What's your opinion on Kane? I am concerned about him just because as a person, you know, his, his hands are a big part of what he does, whether that's the scoring touch or whether or not it's beating the wheels off someone. So I, I am concerned about the wrist. I'm concerned about the numbness, but I ultimately expect him to have a better year than he did last year because it's tough. In the well, first of all, it's tough in the NHL when you get injured at any point. But to miss as much time as he did with the wrist injury and then the rib injury later in the season after he came back, that's tough sledding to get through. And I think that he's just going to be better by default by at least having some semblance of health as opposed to trying to battle these in- injuries in the moment when the Oilers really needed him to score. So I think he's going to have a better year, but I would be lying if I said I wasn't concerned about it, how his hand, his wrist, his shot is going to hold up. Bag Milk, our guest from Oilers Nation on... Sports 1440 and low down with low tide. Okay, Broberg, does he slide into the top six? Does he play right side? How do you see his year? Don't you think he has to play this year a little bit? I mean, he is in the top 10 picks from his draft year. He's played one of the fewer games played at the NHL level, and I know that everybody develops at a different rate, but I think we're almost getting to the point where Broberg has to has to be in the lineup, and if it's not being gifted a spot, which he shouldn't be at this point, he has to earn it because if he can't steal a spot away from Vinny DeHarnay on that right side on the third pairing, I, I mean, 
I've got concerns with that. So it's going to be a really interesting year for Broberg. As we know, Ken Holland's in the last year of his contract. That was the first player he drafted as the general manager of the Oilers. And who knows if the new guy or whatever the succession plan looks like heading into next year and beyond, if they're going to have the same kind of attachment to Broberg as maybe Ken Holland does. So I think this is going to be a hugely important year. I think he has to steal that spot. And I think he has to make himself an every night player. And unfortunately for me, at least in my perspective, anything less than that is going to be worrisome. So Lance wants to know if Oilers Nation every day will still be happening. Weather's Nation every day will still be happening. Yeah, you betcha. We're just we're trying to figure out Sports 1440. We need to make sure that this gets off off the ground and running and, you know, is moving smoothly. But, yeah, Weather's Nation every day with Tyler Ramchek is absolutely going to be back this season. Okay, and, and your, your Wednesday was late than never, right? Better late than ever is every Wednesday, yeah. So I just recorded a podcast last night. Um, that one's a really fun show to do because it's all community-based. Um, the t- from the topics to the voicemail, from people chiming in and giving ideas and giving advice and giving their feedback. Better Late Than Ever is kind of a community-based podcast that I've created that goes out on Wednesdays. And I-, I just have a really good time doing it. It's a lot of fun to hear from nation citizens and just Oilers fans around the market and what they think and what they care about and what they like and what they don't. It's been a lot of fun to do. When you work with your Uramchuk, his feet are so big. Is that a concern? Is that like an occupational thing that you have to kind of worry about? Well, yeah, I mean, of course, like uh, if you're not paying attention to where Tyler is or where he's turning, then yeah, he'll trip you. He'll, he'll knock the legs out from under you. And I've also roomed with Tyler on the road several times. So um, you got to watch out for those skis, especially when you're walking around in the dark. So true. So true. <laughs> so I, I have to ask this because I, I was at Stanley Cup celebrations after the Oilers won back in the 80s. And what would happen, my experience was, everybody would go to Jasper Avenue, uh, jump on hoods and and car tops, get yelled at, and be generally stupid, and then wander around neighborhoods until 4 a.m. before you finally said, well, I am too tired to walk. I'm going to go home. I think it'll be bigger this time if the orders do win the Stanley. I assume the celebration is downtown. So... What, what the biggest ride I ever saw in Edmonton was when Gretzky got sold to the Los mm. Angeles Kings. Are are you like as somebody who anticipates these events and want to maybe film them and take advantage of them or be a part of them in some way as part of Oilers Nation? Are you anticipating where it'll be and what it'll be like? Because I think this is going to be an all timer if it happens. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think it'll be downtown. I think that there's this. When I'm going to say when now that the Oilers win the Stanley Cup, it's going to be the biggest celebration the city's ever seen. I mean, even just feeling the energy from the Moss Pit in the playoffs and seeing how alive downtown comes just for a first round matchup or a second round matchup. By the time they get to the Stanley Cup Finals and then win the Cup and raise it in front of all of us, this city is going to go bananas. And I think that the most important thing we can all do now is start our prep today, even though June is many months away. So make sure that we're getting hydrated, get our exercise in, make sure that the heart is feeling good, make sure your diet is locked in, because once the spring rolls around, it is going to be a lot of late nights and early mornings because we all have to be at work in the morning, but I think it's going to be a celebration no one will ever forget. One of the years, and I can't remember which one it was because it's a blur, I, it never actually got totally dark. I remember being out and walking in a neighborhood at 4 a.m. or something like that and finally deciding to 
you know, head home. And it was, it was still kind of light. So you have that to look forward to if you end up staying up all night as an Oilers fan, uh, if and when. And you're saying when they win the Stanley Cup. So you're pretty sure, right? Well, I mean, uh, as sure as a person can be when it comes to hockey, right? There's a lot of luck and a lot of skill that goes into winning the Stanley Cup. And I like what the Oilers are saying right now. I love all the quotes from uh, the quotes from Connor about what it means to be back in the city early and try and get themselves ready. I feel like the mindset is there. Al, I wasn't necessarily old enough to see the losses to the New York Islanders that eventually turned into Stanley Cup wins in the 80s. But what I do know is the story. So what I feel like is that the Oilers have a chip on their shoulder after getting bumped out in a win series in my opinion last year to the Golden Knights in the second round and I think that's going to that's unfortunately the tough lessons that they need to take the next step and I, I'm really bullish on the year and I'm biased and I'm a homer and all that is true but it's hard not to be excited when you see Connor and Leon as dedicated as they are right now and the quotes that are coming out and the look in his eye. Yeah. The look in his, it's just pure fire, and I love it. Yeah, no, he definitely looks like a man who's on a mission. So last roster spot will be a forward. I need you to choose between Sam Gagne, Brandon Sutter, Raphael Lavoie, Lane Peterson, or you can make up a name. I think if you're asking me today, I think it's going to be Raphael, Raphael Lavoie's spot because of the waivers. Um, he has to clear waivers when he goes down this year. I think he's going to have a really good opportunity to earn that spot. However, I do think Sam Gagne is going to turn his PTO into a contract. And I think we might see the kind of idea that we had with Clean Costin and the TSEN mark last year where maybe he starts the season down in Bakersfield and it takes a minute to accrue a little bit of cap space or maybe somebody gets banged up and he's one of the first recalls. That would be my guess as it is today. I think the organization wants to give Raphael Lavoie a chance and an opportunity and a look. And obviously we'll see what happens in training camp in the preseason. But I'm not going to bet against Sam Gagne. We were able to interview him on the Real Life podcast. And there's another man who is... He wants to keep this career going. He, he still feels like he has some unfinished business, and he still feels like he has some mile, some tread left on the tire. So I wouldn't bet against Sam Gagne either. So if I invited you to join us uh, every, you know, bat time, bat channel, Thursday at 1 o'clock, uh, coming on and yakking to us, would you do it? If you want me here, Al, I am here for you every Thursday, same bat time, same bat channel. I'd All love right. to do it. Look forward to it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. So we didn't get his name, but we got Frank the dog, and he's going to come back, and we'll try again. Maybe we'll uh, we'll it'll be like. Uh, do you play Wordle? I love Wordle. Al. I try and play. I try and play every day. But I have a strategy now, so it's diluted the fun for me. There's like a set list of words you can use, like five well, words. That's just a strategy. Right? Yeah, but it's. I mean, I get it every time. So there's no. There's no. What fun do you mean in you anymore. get it every? I get time. it every time. There's. Oh, a, yeah. There's a list of five Lion words. Lion sack of. I will show you after this, and I'll show you again tomorrow, and I'll show you the day after that. My first day. My first word is adieu. That's a that's a classic one. Yeah. I start. I go favor, slimy, whack, podge, and brunt. And by that, from those five words, you have enough combinations of letters that you can figure it out by the sixth guess. And like I said, it's diluted the fun for me. But I guess it's nice to it's nice to get it every time. Typical of you, young people. Yeah, you have always, something you enjoy. Always taking a shortcut, and then you've got to go online and find the cheat code. <laughs> we ruined it. You know you did, and now it's ruined for you. It's like guacamole, and and cupboards that have you know a lot of room. 
Well, I can't speak to the cupboards that have a lot of room. Like I said, pretty small apartment, but I am allergic to avocados. So I, I was never able to even indulge in that what one. What is it with you? I know. You no cheese, like no cheese, avocados. You, like yeah. you can never go to Mexico. I like salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah, and I've never been to Mexico, which is probably for the best. It's probably best if I stay away from there. I just, I'm just, just so sad. I'm filled with sadness because you'll never be able to say dos cerveza. Well, when, when you asked me to go to Mexico earlier this morning and I kind of raised my eyebrows, now you know why. <laughs> I just... I, that, it was just to help me. There was nothing untoward meant, well, probably not. Okay, we, we, you know what? There are some interesting texts coming in about what we just talked about, and we're going to do the NHL rumors next, and we're going to run those lines for you as well. So stay tuned. It's 119, Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. I remember when that song first hit the radio. I was like, oh, my God. It sounded like nothing I'd ever heard in my life. And they're one of those bands in life who've actually followed it up with some great recordings. I remember actually seeing the the Money for Nothing video on MTV when I was a little bit younger and thinking, wow, this is like the coolest thing ever. And then from there, it snowballed and I, you know, listened to Sultans of Swing and I was like, this is the best song of all time. Like these guys, who are these guys, you know? And there's stuff that I remember one time I, I, I did not know the name of the record and I thought he was saying Aviator Fuel and it's Heavy Heavy Fuel, I believe. And he did some great duets with Emmylou Harris, who I, I, I adore. Um, very talented guy. Can I tell you a really quick story about Mark Knopfler? Absolutely. Okay. And I was the, the, his name was on the tip of my tongue, so thank you for, oh, for well, bringing that up. You know, no problem at all. If you need any bizarre and uh, trivial thing that doesn't matter, I'm your guy. So he and his band, when they were recording the album that included um, Money for Nothing... They, he had writer's block. They were in London and they were going to record an album and they just reached, they had four songs and they, there was none other. So the, the manager said, well, let's go to Spain where the weather's nice and you can sit on a beach and maybe something will come to you. So he's laying on the beach and he writes, he writes the line, just the beginning of the song. Um, You've been in the sun and I've been in the rain. And it's So Far Away, which is a great song from that album. And he puts it together and he records it and then they come back and they record. And then his wife is listening to the whatever, you know, I don't know what, tape or whatever of the album is his preview. And she goes over and punches him because the opposite was true. She was in the rain. He was in the sun. And that's my Mark Knopfler. It's not a brilliant story, but... No, it was pretty good. Oh, I liked no, it. No, you didn't. I, you, think, I think a lot of wives would hit I their s- husbands for that if they're vacationing in Spain, writing songs, and they're at home in London, just caught in the rain, caught in the I weather. saw your sad, supportive eyes nodding up and down with your head. No, I... I I quite like the story. That's the I was, last story I'm ever telling. I was really just trying to run through in my mind if Walk of Walk of Life was on yep, Brothers in Arms. It was on that album. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that's a really good album. One of the best ever. Yeah. One of the best I, ever. I, I think I liked their first album just because of the shock of the sound of mm-hmm. that band. And Souls of Swing was on that one. That was on their you debut bet. album. And yeah, the Lion right. song. I can't remember what it listened. No, no, that's Ben Morrison listened to the Lion. Something about a lion on that album as well. I'll find, we'll find it. Yeah. All right. It's time now for NHL Rumors. We do this segment every day. We move it around a little bit because it's how I feel. And today it's 120. So that's what we're doing. Um, Jimmy Murphy from Boston Hockey Now says the Bruins are showing interest in Shane Pinto. He's a holdout forward for the Ottawa Senators. They don't have any money left. They got like 780000 and he doesn't want to sign a contract. And it's not like he's a world beater, but it would be a good get for the Bruins. There are rumors that the ask is going to be pretty substantial. But that's a deal that would be, if you're a Bruins fan like I am, that's an interesting little tidbit that a late kind of 
uh, pre-camp trade could happen. You know who's still out there is Thomas Tatar, who's got a great name. Why his nickname isn't Sauce, I, I just don't know. But Thomas Tatar is now being linked to the New York Islanders. He's a 20-goal he's guy. He's really skilled. You never get a guy this good, this light. But because of the cap and nobody has any money, he's still out there. Man, if the Oilers could get him, that would be a good get. And Gregor mentioned yesterday, I've been talking about Nolan Patrick. He, Gregor said two or three days ago, maybe the Oilers signed somebody. I was thinking right-handed center. He's going with uh, Maxim Comtois, a, a kind of a power forward, very physical guy. Um, I always pay attention to the numbers and the 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 five on five numbers are are the last couple of years offensively not so good. And in terms of expected goals, while he was on the ice this past year, have not been we're not we're not fantastic. Um, but his rel numbers have been okay. I know nobody wants to hear rel numbers, but I still believe in rel numbers. The power of rel, I believe it. And I think he'd be a reasonable bet, not a fabulous bet. And I would be worried that he would be taking time away from a guy like Dylan Holloway, who you want to play this year. He's like Broberg. You got to get, got to get some playing time for that guy. However, he'd be really good insurance in case of injury. So that's my feeling on. Uh, and he is a physical guy, and I know that the Oilers fan, as a group, you're kind of worried about that. So I promised you this, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to give you this my starting lineup for the Edmonton Oilers, game one of the 23-24 season. Can you believe we're already in 23-24? What's the first year you remember the National Hockey League? Uh, 2004, when the uh, when the Flames played the uh, the Lightning in the Cup. That was the first year I really remember watching and have like a vivid memory of it. All right. Yeah. I remember... So 20 years, that's quite some time for that to pass by. Long time. You're an old man. I feel like it. I remember watching, um, and McCurdy will get the exact date right, but I remember I was a Bruins fan by then, and Bobby Orr was on the team, and 69 spring, Jean Beliveau scored in overtime for the Habs to beat the Bruins, which happened all the time back then. Bruins could never get by Montreal. And Beliveau scored... A major goal in overtime, and then the Bruins collapsed. And end of end of times for that year, and that's the first that's the first heartbreak I ever remember. I had many more heartbreaks due to hockey over the years, but that's uh, I'll say it was May of '69. It might have been April of '69. So that our our gap, sir, from 2004 to '69 is about 35 years. Yeah, exactly 35 years. <sighs> we could be a math show. <laughs> You know, it, the way you say exactly 35 years, like it's nothing. And I'm over here going, damn it all. Well, wa- watch. I'll end up, someone will text in and tell me I was wrong. I'll end up being wrong. And it was, it was I should have had more root beer. You know, I yeah. thought they're drinking water and Brain such. juice is what they call root beer, I hear. <laughs> that was a great interview. It'd be awesome if Bag Milk was a regular on the show. Well, we're going to have him on every Thursday. And we really like him. He's an articulate guy. And one day we'll get his real name. But we love Frank the dog. Do you think we could get Frank the dog in studio? Would that be too much? Not for me. I don't know what everyone else around here would have to say about it, but that would only enhance the show as far as I'm concerned. So Distract me a little, but overall enhancement. Somebody would have to volunteer to clean up if anything untoward happened. Would that be you? That probably falls on me. I I would, you know, I I would ask if maybe Hallie could run in here and do it, but Onus would probably be on me. (laughs) Hallie's running the other way. Uh, Congrats on the restart. Keep it about sports. Cooley boy, 
Cooley Boy Blue. Were you talking about something that wasn't sports? Is that you doing that? I'm all about the sports. We we delve into. Yeah, I'll take the credit. I delve into music a little bit sometime. There yeah. were some movies yesterday. So I think. Yeah, I think we. Uh, but I think we've been basically on sports. I don't think anybody can complain. Well, you, been, you especially. I think I'm probably the one who gets more more off track than, than anybody here. I can go off track. I can go on tangents, and but, usually it's about the past. But when you're on, you're a straight shooter. Sure. Let's go with that. Um, Good afternoon, Mr. Low Tide. Good to hear you back on the radio. Been too long. Great show. Got a question. How's Dave Jameson doing? Is he going to be a guest on your show? Other than that, keep up the good work. Uh, I, I have not reached out to Dave yet because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to get my house in order in terms of the on-air and the presentation, but I would love to have Dave on. Uh, I think he's a great guy. Dave is a friend of mine. I love Dave. Dave was so kind to me during the toughest moments of my life that... Uh, he has an all-time get-out-of-jail-free card for whatever. If he keyed my car, I'd say thank you. And so uh, he's welcome in any room that I'm ever in. And I'd love to have him on the radio. But I think he, uh, my feeling about Dave is he's one of those guys who lays low and then bang, he's the you know new Bank of Canada president or something like that. Or, or bang, he started a new Learjet company. I think you'll hear from him, but it'll be in a little higher, you know, Little, little more pronounced role. That's my guess. I can't tell you how great it is to hear you guys. Um, I am tuning in from Calgary using the iHeartRadio app. Did you know that it shows the intro songs being played as you come back on the air? It's a great feature. I don't remember the old uh, Shaq having that available. I, I don't know. I, if you knew how little I knew about technology... I'll tell you what, my whole life, if I'm driving down the road and the car stops, stalls, anything happens, I, I tur- pull over to the ro- side of the road, I take whatever's out of the, in the glove compartment out, and I call a cab, and then that's it. Somebody goes and gets the car, tells me when it's ready. I'm the same way with technology. So I don't know how it works. Do you know how it works? Yeah, I don't think the old app showed the intro song coming out of break. It was just kind of a continuous, this is the show you're listening to. So that is a cool new feature. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we have that for everybody. And just for the record, if you ever want to save the money on the cab, I'm, I'm only a phone call away. So. No, I don't do that because then I... Keep see, in mind. Here's what happens in life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a little bit of... And maybe you're a different person than I am. Okay? So when you're, you're still in your 20s. Yes. Okay. Young guy. So when you're in your 20s, there's things that happen to you. And it's like, and it's at first it's fun. People say it's a Friday night and somebody says, ah, I'm moving, man. I got beer and pizza. If you want to come over and help, it probably takes an hour and it takes till Sunday, but you do it because you know, you're building, you're banking, you're building bank for when you move and you're all moving around at some point in time, usually when kids arrive, then you stop doing that. So it's not that I don't love you, and I do trust you if you, I get into a car with you. It's just that I'm at a point in my life where I, I'm independent enough that I don't have to, until I'm not, and then I'll bleed you dry for gas. Right. But I don't need that right now. Those days are done. Yeah. No more well, friends. You're hiring the movers. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> oh, man. Have I ever hired the movers? Uh, music is a sport from Gord Oil. Well, I think it's important. It's part of life. It's part of what we do. Certainly, I work music format up until 2009 or 10, my whole career, which is spans 43 years, 43 years. Mr. Kruger is doing a surprisingly great job of matching wits with low tide. 
You guys already have chemistry after only a couple of days enjoying your show. That's very nice. Yeah, what a compliment. You know, nice. I mean, I'm just saying it's it's hard for me to catch up to you young people. So no, I'm, I mean, listen, Low Tide can have chemistry with anybody. I was the one who had to do catching up. He makes it easy. I'm the one who has to we should do know, a play duet. catch up a bit. We should do a duet. Yeah. We, well, do you want to go to karaoke later? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. No, I, I, I think I'm a good singer, but I thousands have told me I'm not. Going to give us those starting lines or is this the biggest lead up ever? I forgot. So I'll give them to you now. That's another thing I forget a lot of stuff. So be aware of that. Here's the start. Here is the, and I think it's interesting. You may not. McDavid between Kane and Hyman. You can't move Hyman away because he's so effective with, with uh, McDavid. Then I've got Drysaddle with Nuge and Brown. Brown is a good two-way, 200-foot forward. And I think when he plays with Drysaddle, that'll hurt, help the outscoring of that line. And they need it. They need to be 54%. And Drysaddle is so good. But he makes some risky plays. If Brown is the defensive conscience as well as Nuge, maybe it works a little bit better. Then I've got McLeod with Holloway on the left side, Fogel on the right side. I think that's all pretty traditional. My my fourth line is Derek Ryan in the middle with Matthias Janmark and Raphael Lavoie. I just think there's too much talent to send Lavoie down on waivers to the minors. That means Gagne would start in the in the minor leagues. Sutter would start in the minor leagues. Lane Peterson would start in the minor leagues. Maybe one of those guys gets claimed, but likely not. So then you can, you've got three really solid recall options. Not bad. Nurse CC, Ekholm Bouchard, Kulak Broberg, and then I have Vincent DeHarnay as the extra forward. Not that I don't like him. I think he's a very good player. And maybe sometimes you don't dress Lavoie because of DeHarnay, but right now I'd go Kulak Broberg. You have to put Broberg in the everyday lineup. Skinner with Campbell backing up. My first recalls are center would be Lane Peterson, Right winger, probably Sam Gagne. And then on defense, man, Nima Linen, Kemp. I'd like to see them add another guy. And then uh, goaltending would be Pickard and then Rodrigue. You're back from Roger. He does say love the Evans sports talk again, which, which I think is pretty cool. Declan, are you related to Ricky Bobby? Like I said, like I said to our texter, no, but I still want to go fast. So, are you a, do you do you get speeding tickets? I've gotten a couple in my day. I've t- I've gotten a lot better as I've gotten a little older, a little more. So I have more of a concept of money now. And uh, you know, when the bills start racking up, you kind of got to take your foot off the gas pedal a little bit, uh, in a literal sense. So I used to, you know, back in the day when when I had living at home, some money to blow, I would get a couple. But now, not as much. No, it's it's not a it's not a sport. And just so you know, all young people, no matter what era it is, they say stuff that that is not true because they believe it's true and then they find out through the school of hard knocks. I I knew a girl named Angie who once said the following credit card is not a debt. Seriously. Was there a follow up with a credit card's not a debt? No, I it's, just it's a because good time. With, the the way you learn, I certainly was is is by experience. So when you get the bill and it's, you know, whatever, 700%, you go, well maybe it is a debt. Hey, Al, sitting at the hospital after a ladder accident, hearing your voice for the first time in a long time, easing the pain. Glad to have you back from Chris in Penticton. That's very kind. Have you been to Penticton? 
I've never been to Penticton. Well, even though he's hurt himself, I don't feel sorry for him because he's in Penticton. It's beautiful. Yeah, I've heard it's beautiful country out there. We could take this show on the road and do a little live on location from Chris's hospital room if we need to. Up to you. I leave it with you, but it's an option. If we're going to take this show on the road, I would like to go to Montreal to watch the Expos when they're back. Okay, we can do that. I can. I'll put that in the calendar. Yeah, and and I think it would be a good idea. Um, good afternoon, fellas. I'm wondering, like many others, do you think Bagged Milk named his dog after Frank Saravalli? They kind of look alike. That's not fair. I love Frank. Frank wrote the forward to my book, and and we spelled forward correctly, just so everybody knows. Smart Alex. Low tide focus back to your starting lineup for the oil. Thanks, Wood and the fail. Yeah, I, I don't think it's like outrageous, but I do have Lavoie on the team and I ha- do have Broberg in the top six. And I think those are interesting and I think that that's the way they'll go. Because, look, Sam Gagne is a very fine player and I know he's wildly popular. And Lane Peterson is a fourth line center. You've got to at least consider. But Lavoie has, he can score goals. And the hardest thing to do in hockey is score goals. He can do that. You don't let him go without get him, giving him a really long look. 500 at-bats. Now, that's a baseball term, but you know what I mean. You need to play him for 50 games. Give him 50 games. If he's got one goal and no assist, then you move on from him. But if he's got six goals or seven goals and 10 minutes a night, then, you know, you, you, you just can't let that go. Even though it's not a development year, I get that. But at the very least, maybe he's a trade deadline chip that you can send away because you, you've created value. Sam Pollock used to do that all the time for the Montreal Canadiens. You know, he'd trade Chuck Arneson for a first-round pick, and you'd go, what the hell was that? But Pittsburgh needed a guy who scored 20 goals, and Arneson did with Montreal. And then he'd get six with the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's how it worked back in the day. You're listening to The Lowdown, powered by Wolf GMC Buick on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Anticipating the 21st of September. You know that's two weeks away. Earth, wind, and fire. Two weeks a day today already? Mm-hmm. It's already the, the 7th? Yeah. It feels like August 31st to me still. Well, we've done a lot. I mean, yeah. sometimes you get we've busy with things, you know, and... Uh, yeah. I love that song. Love Earth, Wind, and Fire. One of my favorite bands. Philip Bailey. And Morris White were the lead singers of that band. Philip Bailey did a duet with Phil Collins called Easy Lover. Man, that thing absolutely torches the radio. What do you call it when you guys call it snaps or rocks or something? There's a word you guys use. Well, the, the phrase you might be referring to is slaps. That's it. But I think that's already becoming a little outdated. Well, I that's why to... it's mine now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you'll have to If you'll it's have in to the slower it, but... rotation because it was a hit, then that's me. <laughs> okay, you know? it's a good one. I mean, it's a staple, pretty easy to use, can go with a lot of things. So. You know what my daughter says sometimes? You can add it, you can add it to the lexicon and okay. then work my, it in. My daughter will say, slay. Like I'll say, hey, you know, I, I got this thing or whatever, and I'm happy about it. She'll go slay. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a, what does that mean? Love that one. I mean, it, like to to slay is just like, yeah, that's good. Like that's okay. oh yeah, that rocks. Okay, you know, so, you're slaying. Slay. Yeah, exactly. And with the with the enunciation like that too, exactly. Well, that's how I roll. You know, is the enunciation part. Al, is there a right shot equivalent of Nimalainen out there that would appeal to you in a swap for the aforementioned Nimalainen? Well, actually, I think Vincent DeHarnay is close. Vincent DeHarnay doesn't make the big hits, but he's filthy. DeHarnay is filthy in a good way. You know, there's a good filthy and a bad filthy. 
And one day, well, I need more time than I have now. But good filthy was Adam Larson. Remember him? He put that stick And then all of a sudden, there was somebody injured. And, and often he wouldn't get a penalty. What happened to that guy? I don't know. And that's good because you need to be a little bit edgy if you're playing defense in the National Hockey League. You need to let them know you're there, as the, uh, as the classic movie said. And I, it's Slapshot. And I, I think that, that DeHarnay has that. He's a physical. People don't like him. That you can tell in the series, both series that he played this spring, people, they, were, they didn't like him. He was a little more nasty than they were expecting. And that's a good thing. So, and Nima Lina is more of an open ice hitter, but he also gets exposed a little bit. And defensively, so far, what we've seen in the NHL is that DeHarnay is superior. So I think they already have the guy, and that's probably part of the problem. Hello from California. I'm sitting in the sun on the shores of Okanagan late listening to your show. So glad your sports uh, talk radio is back in my hometown. You guys are welcome to take your show on the road here anytime from summer. Well, I mean, if they're inviting us out for drinks, we have to go. We have quite the uh, BC road trip plan between between Penticton and Kelowna. We got we got a lot. We got to before the weather gets too cold. We got to we got to get moving. Have you ever been out to the island? The yeah, Vancouver Island? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Been out to Vancouver. And then I used to vacation in Salt Spring and Gabriola Island oh, when I was a kid. Yeah, and I loved loved it out there because we talked about how big it was. Two days were. ago, so yeah. it's gone. Yeah. No, I know it was an, it was eons ago. But yeah, I've been out there. Beautiful country, uh, beautiful weather. Just yeah, great coast feel to it. I like to go to Granville Island. I like to just sit there and drink. You know. Well, I'm not saying what, but... You, that's very meta of you. I mean, the Granville Island Brewing Company right on Granville yeah, Island there. Yeah. yeah. How it's done. And I like to go to Gastown. They've got great stuff down there as well. Um, I, I really like the Lower Mainland a lot. It's very nice. It's a beautiful province. It was aptly named Beautiful British Columbia. Totally, totally. Phenomenal I still, namesake. If there's one place in the world I would ever want to be, like if you said you can only be in one spot, it would still be Lake Louise and really? Johnson's Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, no, no wrong choice. No no bad choice, I should say. Oh, send me a picture. How do I get this picture? Send that picture out. Tweet that picture. Do that. This is me being all technical. The one from our friend Summer here? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Low tide, the best word ever is groovy. I agree. Groovy is a great word. Feeling groovy, Simon and Garfunkel. Could always head to Penticton for the oldest prospect tournament, work trip. I, you know, I'd like to go, and I like I would watch all the games. I'm a nerd, so I'd watch Vancouver v. Winnipeg. But you know, I'm always working. Always got stuff going on, and and but I I would love to go. I'd also love to go to Bakersfield to watch the Condors. Slay is the fairer sex's version of Let's Go. Really. I don't know. I'm not sure about that, but okay. Are we sure Lane Peterson actually is a center? From what I've heard, he's mostly been as a winger in the pros. He played right wing with the Canucks, but he's a center. Yeah, he can play center. And he's right-handed, and they need that. His, his face-off percentage, I believe, is around 50%. So yeah, you, you definitely can consider him a center. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Todd, I enjoyed when you talked about Chuck Arneson. I saw him play with the Bombers, and he married my high school's best friend, Swister. Good guy, Van Owen. You know, that's what I love about Edmonton. I can pull some rando word or name from 1972, like Greg Polis, 
and people will say, oh, I looked out and, you know, my sister babysat him and he had a lot of Twizzlers in 1964. I love that. Hi from St. Albert. Nice having sports radio back in Edmonton. I have a question. What's your expectation for the Edmonton Oilers and Oil Kings this upcoming season? John from St. Albert. Uh, I expect a Stanley Cup in Edmonton. I, I, I've mentioned that before. I think the Edmonton Oilers will win the Stanley Cup. Now, in the interest of absolutely being truthful, I picked them last year too. But I think they'll win it this year. And then for the Oil Kings, it's another build year. Junior hockey, I've been watching it since the Regina Pats in 74. And what happens is you build towards a championship. And then once that's done, everybody turns pro and the next step is for you to rebuild. So it, it's, a, it's a window of about four years and you've got to build up to it again. So they're, they're, I mean, they're building, they've got really good players, but the Gunther era is over and now you're moving on to next. I would buy season tickets if I were you. In all seriousness, they're going to be a lot of a lot of fun this year, the Oil Kings. And it's a great price point, and the kids love it. They do a lot for kids at those Oil Kings games, and uh, they make it worthwhile. Yeah, people like Groovy. What I mean is they're a right-shot tweener that could be acquired for Nima Linen. Bakersfield heavy on left-shot D, not so much right-shot D. I'd have to look at it, but... You know, I I think Phil Kemp is not quite there. I don't think he's at the Nima Linen level, but it's not so far away that you'd have to go and make a deal, in my opinion. You've got Bo Akey, who's two years away, and I think he's going to be, he's fast. I don't know if he can play defense, but you can teach defense. You can't teach what he does, which is move the puck efficiently. Hey, hey, Van Island guy here. I got places to crash up here in Bowser. I hope I'm saying that right. I know Sydney. I lived in Sydney when I was a kid, which is by Victoria. And my dad worked up the up the coast at the, uh, what the hell is the name of the logging town? Anyway, he did. Um, how old are you? Well, I'm not going to tell you, but it's, you know, I mean, if, when it's my birthday, we don't put candles on because the fire department told us we couldn't. Vancouver Island is happy to have you back as well. The thing about Vancouver Island is once you get over there, you just really want to stay because it's a, it's a pain in the ass to get over there because you've got the ferry and you've got to wait for the ferry. And then sometimes you get there for the ferry a little too late and you're the last car that doesn't get on the ferry. And then it's like dad gets really mad because somebody had to pee before you got on the car to drive over there. And that's the reason because nobody who's an adult in the 60s, what I'm referring to, had any sort of idea that things could be random. Everything happened for a reason, and it was always the children's fault. That's the way it was. My worry with DeHarnay is teams will have video and start to learn to exploit him. His foot speed is a serious concern and no depth behind him. I do like the idea of Ethan Bear, but I have a feeling it was a bit of an acrimonious split in 2021. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I don't know if it was the, the, the team so much as the, the, the fan base, although I do think that the, the benching in the playoffs was a bit much. Um, I think you're going to have to be patient with DeHarnay because even though he's an older player, 27, he also was new to the league. And but his wingspan is so big that that does take that does make up a little bit for his foot speed. And he's nasty. He's a nasty piece of business, and that's a good thing. Uh. 
Okay, this is uh, Uncle Low Tide, which, you know, I don't think I'm related to this individual. Mutter Vandersloot from Cochrane here. Glad to have you back. Have never been to Johnson's Canyon. We'll be going under advisement of the place to be. It, you'll love it. Now, there's you climb up and then you can climb up more, uh, depending upon how experienced you are. I've been to the top and I've been to the middle and I've certainly been at the bottom. And it, But it's a blast. It's beautiful. It, you go there. And then you go to Lake Louise and you have a hot chocolate and they'll give you a blanket if you go in the morning, or at least they used to, and you will have a blast. The only problem is in order to get to Lake Louise during the, the peak season, you have to park in Bicycle. That's how, that's how bad it is. You can't get in anymore. You got to take a damn bus from Banff. Everybody loves Lake Louise and for good reason. We took... Harbor Air float planes this summer to go Victoria from Vancouver. It was awesome. The best way to go to downtown Victoria. I've never been, I've never done that. Sounds like a great idea. I don't think I saw that on the beachcombers though. Reed Clark of the, the president and CEO of the Edmonton Singers has left the organization. Can we confirm that? We're getting a report of that right now. Groovy. Yep. It was great in the sixties and seventies when I was in high school from Jim. Jim, there you go. Somebody my age. Hey, Low Tide, this guy is like when you had Tyler, how the turntables. It's true. I remember the first show I did with Uremchuk. I'm like, damn it, he's hitting that ball back really hard. I'm going to have to run in this one. And uh, he was actually a great person to, to work with. I really enjoyed it. He's a really good guy, too. Don't tell anybody, though. Gigantic feet. Uh, nice to hear your voice back. Uh, question one game to win at their prime. Who would you choose, Gretzky or Messier? Mine would be the Moose, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Well, I will have to tell you this. I have to confess this, that Mark Messier is my favorite all-time oiler, and he and Bobby Orr are uh, inner circle my guys. So I would never say I would never say not Mark Messier, but I would also say that Wayne Gretzky is, like, the best player in history, and Connor McDavid may pass him, but until further notice, he is. Bowser, like... The Mario villain is located at Central Island. Okay. Can we expect a big crowd on Saturday for the Labor Day rematch at 5 o'clock at Football Stadium, John? Uh, I hope so. I mean, I think Trey Ford is a guy worth cheering for. But you can't, you know, like I, I'll be honest with you. I got friends who are so mad about the name change, and I keep saying to them it wasn't the, the, the Elks didn't do that. The league and the advertisers in the league, they stepped in and they said, we're not going further. We're not going forward with you unless you change the name. And, and your outrage can last until the day you die, but that doesn't change. It's never going back. But when I tell people that, they, they go, oh, here you go. You're all woke. I would like to retire the word woke. I would just like to talk about the facts. And the facts are they're the Edmonton Elks. They've got a great logo. They've got a great quarterback. Go cheer for them. You might enjoy yourself. And you can remember the Eskimos fondly. I know I do. I loved Dave Fennell. I loved Dan Kepley. I loved Warren Moon was unbelievable. I'd never seen a guy throw a spiral through the wind and the rain like Warren Moon. So those memories are mine forever. And the name change does not change that at all. And not everything, not everything that happens in the world is meant as a slight or an insult to you. And I certainly hope we can get over this because there's a football team at stake and I would like to see them stay. 
season ticket holder for decades. They'll never get another dime from me until they return to the old day. And that's fine. That means you'll never go to an Elks game because they're not going back either. Don't you have relatives who are so stubborn that they never give in and then they died? That's what you're talking about. And that's fine. It it is okay. Everybody will go on and everybody will live their lives. But when you say it over and over again, it kind of tells me that you just want the effect of saying it over and over again. And I understand I'm old and stubborn too. And there's stuff I don't like. I used to like the individual, you know, cheese slices. And now sometimes they don't come individually wrapped and they get stuck together. And I use two and I'm wasting money. Although the cheese is good. Just sounds like another reason not to eat cheese as far as I'm concerned, but I digress. I'm going to, I'm going to find a big hammer and you're going to eat cheese. That's going to be one of the biggest shows we've ever done. Um, would Tatar make, take the league minimum deal to sign with Edmonton? Cannot see him doing that. He's a legit, consistent 20 goal guy. Somebody will make a trade and sign him because here's the thing. He wants a contract, but he wants a contract with a contender. So a contender, let's take the orders as an example. They could make this deal if they traded Warren Fogle. They're not going to, but they could do it if they were going to trade Warren Fogle. Some team will do that. The orders will not. They're all in on Fogle and I don't blame them. He's a very fine player. Why do you think no alumni game for the Heritage Classic this year? I think probably because of the ice conditions that they want to make sure that it's pristine when those guys go out there. You've got Connor McDavid is the most valuable future on the planet Earth for hockey fans. You can't have ice that isn't fantastic plus. So nice to hear you again from Stretch. Thanks, Stretch. How about some more Nolan Patrick mentions before you head off for the day? Well, I, I do like him. The ferries don't work so simply anymore. Everyone needs a reservation or you're waiting three to six hours. Well, they do reservations. They didn't used to. That would be a pain in the ass. Johnson Canyon is beautiful. It is so beautiful. You can spend the day. It's, it's so nice and you can, it, it's really, really beautiful. And that whole area is anywhere Jasper to Banff and back again. Have you done the back way? Like if you go out to Rocky Mountain House and drive down? Like past Nordig and all that? Yeah, I've been out to Nordig a, oh, a couple times. Beautiful, very beautiful nice. land out there. Very Abraham nice. Lake, beautiful land. You bet. We haven't mentioned Moraine Lake. We should probably do that. Low Tide, what's the uh, Play Alberta odds on how many days before Kruger gets his own show? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, I don't know. I was told it's going to be a week with you, then they're going to slowly start to phase you out, and uh, I'll take over. So, <laughs> Hey, listen, you know what? My radio career implies that is probably not far from the truth, and I'm okay with that. I, one thing I will say is I'm going to enjoy the hell out of staying here as long as it lasts, and uh, my, my card worked today again, so you've got me at least until tomorrow. By the way, Lansky is on tomorrow, and Yeremchuk promised he'd be on. Um, can we hold him to that? Like, is he is he f- contractually obligated to show up if he says he's going to be on i'm sure there's some fine print we can work out to get him on well i'm just saying hallie's skipping over here what in hell is going on around here do we lose control of the show around this time i think we do how about you give everybody an update 